Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Christ, two faithful sons of the church, two uh, slaves of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Today's the feast day in the new calendar of St. Cosmas and St. Damien. These were martyrs in the early church. In fact, both of them were doctors. <clears throat> Imagine medical doctors that didn't, didn't charge uh, any money to the Christians for their practice. Uh, they, it's said that they were brothers and they were martyred under the Diocletian persecutions of the late 3rd and 4th centuries. Since ancient times, St. Cosmas and St. Damien have been widely venerated in both the East and the West. And you could see some magnificent murals of the church that Pope Felix VI dedicated to them. You could still see it in Rome. I've seen it before. And in Florence, there's a great early Renaissance artist named Fra Angelico who painted a series of altarpiece uh, panels with uh, featuring these saints in their traditional roles as doctors who provided for their patients free of charge. And as stalwart brave martyrs for Christ, they withstood all manners of tortures for the love of Jesus. Uh, St. Mm. Cosmos and Damien, pray for pray us. Pray for us. Paul, we've got an interesting show today. We're going to do something that very few Catholics dare to do because uh, of, because they think it's politically incorrect or just, they're just afraid to do it. And probably maybe some prelates are afraid to do this as well, but not, not here, not in the Jesus 911. We've got nothing to lose and heaven to gain. We're going to do a side-by-side comparison of Jesus and Muhammad. We're going to do a side-by-side comparison of Islam and Christianity. Uh, and you could get a hold of this data, this information. Go to religionofpeace.com, religionofpeace.com. It's uh, put out by a Catholic apologist. Uh, and, and this is a phenomenal piece of evidence that you can use for your discussions when you're sharing your faith with people that think that, religion, that Islam's a religion of peace or that uh, Jesus and Muhammad are both the same prophets. Paul, comments? Yeah, yeah, Jess. Not only do people think this is politically incorrect, but they think also that it is theologically incorrect because, you know, in recent times, it seems that our church has uh, kind of adjusted its position on this. You know, um, when we hear talks about things like the Abrahamic center or that people can, you know, you know, find God in their own way without having to convert over to the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Jess. So I'm hoping we can shed some light on this as to what the perennial teachings of the faith are and keep people centered on what is truth. That's right. Uh just on the issue, it's this this uh, article starts off just on the issue of violence between Jesus mm. and Muhammad. Uh, there, there is no moral equivalency. Here's what the Quran says. Uh, the Quran says in uh, in chapter eight, verse twelve, it says, "I will," and, and this is Allah speaking in this sense. I will cast terror into the hearts of those who disbelieve. Therefore, strike off their heads and strike off every fingertip of them. Muhammad says in, uh, in, the, in the Hadith, he says, fight everyone in the way of Allah and kill those who disbelieve in Allah. Well, what does our Lord Jesus Christ say? Matthew 5, 44. 
love your neighbor and pray for those who persecute you. So uh, the fact is there's no comparison between both of them in terms of their message. Christ is the Prince of Peace. Muhammad was a warlord. And though even though many Muslims regard terrorists who kill in the name of Allah as criminals, they can't deny that Muhammad also killed in the name of Allah. Uh, I've asked Muslims, what example of Jesus do Christians emulate which has, which has them confused with terrorists and criminals? None. Each year, thousands of Christian homes and churches are torched or bombed by Muslim mobs. Uh, hundreds of Christians, including dozens of priests, pastors, nuns, and other church workers are murdered at the hands of Islamic terrorists. The so-called justification varies from charges of apostasy or evangelization to purported blasphemy or insulting Islam. Innocent people have even been hacked to death by devout Muslims over cartoons depicting Muhammad. Yet, there is little of any violent retaliation from religious Christians to the discrimination kidnapping, rape, torture, mutilation, and murder that is routinely reported from nations with Muslim majorities. Neither is there any significant deadly terrorism in the name of Jesus, as there is in the stated cause of Allah each and every day. Muslim clerics in the West do not fear for their safety as do their Christian counterparts. And the Christian world and the Islamic world contrast sharply in other ways as well from the disparate condition of human rights and civil liberties to economic status. An astonishing 70% of the world's refugees are Muslims, usually seeking to live in Christian-based countries. And while Hmm. Western societies take seriously scandals such as Abu Ghraib and Guantanamo Bay, where no one has actually been killed, Muslims routinely turn a blind eye to their own horrible atrocities even those committed explicitly in the name of Allah. The Muslim world has yet to offer a single apology for the hundreds of millions who were consumed by centuries of relentless jihad and slavery. And so me and Paul, we're going to share with you some sharp differences that, that are yeah. almost certainly rooted in the underlying religions of Catholicism and Islam, which began with the disparate teachings and examples set by Jesus Christ, the founder of Catholicism, and Muhammad, the founder of Islam. Paul, take it away. Yeah, well, Jess, it's, it's important to, uh, to note that the author of this article, he's not uh, coming from a Christian perspective or trying to favor one religion or the other. He's just simply saying, I'm just going to tell you what the facts are. That's his position. He, you know, it's not like he has a, you know, a disposition that he, that he gravitates toward Christianity. He's saying, well, here's the religions you decide. And he, you know, he, he doesn't really seem to, in fact, I noticed that in a couple of things, you know, his opinion actually is wrong, uh, you know, uh, basically um, meaning that when he looks at Christianity, he sees the liberal aspect of it, you know, uh, you know, as, as a matter of fact, when we know for fact that, no, that's what we have basically uh, degenerated into. It's an innovation. It's a post-1965 yes. innovation. Yes, yes. It's Christendom dismantled, basically. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Paul, let's, let's do some side-by-side comparisons between Muhammad and Jesus. If you can do a, about four or five, and I'll do about four or five. Okay. 
So here's Muhammad. He stoned women for adultery. Okay. Um, and all the references, by the way, are under that's that that says uh Muslim 4206. Um here's Jesus. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. I think everybody's familiar with that in the audience. It's John chapter 8. Uh here's another one. Uh Muhammad. I have been commanded to fight against people till they testify that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad is his messenger, is, is the messenger of Allah. Here's what Jesus has to say. He who lives by the sword will die by the sword. Uh, and that's in Matthew 26. Hey, Jess, I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. It's kind of interesting that, you know, from a Muslim standpoint of view, um, Christians are, are, you know, uh, the Muslim knows clearly that we don't worship the same God, you know, and 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 the writings of Muhammad bear that out. Whereas oh yeah, we'll, when it went, yeah, where, yeah we'll, get, we'll get to that. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> just saying. Well, 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 a lot of Christians tend to, uh, I'll just say, prelates, poorly formed prelates, try to push that agenda that hey, Correct. you know, we, yeah, that's yep. just my opinion. You got okay. it. Next, so one more, one more. Permitted stealing from unbelievers. This Muhammad, is what Muhammad did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He permitted stealing from unbelievers. That's to say anybody who is not uh, has not embraced Islam, it's okay for Muslims to steal from. And I, again, the references are all there. You can go to the to the link and download that. Uh, and of course, we know what, what, what the word of God says, thou shall not steal. We'll continue. Muhammad's Muhammad permitted lying. Okay? It's actually called in Arabic, it's called takiyah. That you can lie to non-believers. In our Bible, in Matthew 19, 18, it says, Thou shalt be not bear false witness, don't lie. Muhammad owned and traded slaves. Je Jesus, our Lord, neither owned nor traded slaves. Here's the one. Muhammad beheaded 800 Jewish men and boys. In fact, that story is found in the Quran. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, it was, it was called, it was a famous battle against the Jews at the, and Jesus, Abu, Abu. Or, Abu yes. Yeah. So, Jesus beheaded no one. Mm. Muhammad murdered those who insulted him. <clears throat> Jesus, not only, not only never murdered anybody, he preached forgiveness from the Mah cross. <laughs> yeah. Muhammad says that if then anyone transgresses the prohibition against you, transgress ye likewise against him our lord says in matthew 5 39 if someone strikes you in the right cheek turn to him the other also paul take the next couple of them yeah yeah muhammad says jihad in the way of allah elevates one's position in paradise by a hundredfold and the word of god says in matthew chapter 5 blessed are the peacemakers where they will be called sons of God. You're listening to uh, Jesus 911. We're doing a side-by-side -side comparison of Jesus and Muhammad. Boy, oh boy, this is day and night. Mm. We'll be right back. Yep. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, 
Dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. We're doing a side-by-side comparison of Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, not a prophet in Christianity or in Judaism. In fact, uh, he would have fallen under the condemnation of Matthew 24, one of the false prophets that came after Jesus. And we're comparing Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity. There's statements, and uh, the fact is that I'm sh- we're sharing this because we're talking about the two largest religions here on planet Earth, Islam and Roman Catholicism. The Catholic faith was, past tense, was the largest religion up to about the year 2000, Islam surpassed us. Uh, before that, the Catholic Church was always the largest religion up about up, uh, up until about the the, the, the third millennium, uh, and Islam surpassed us. And so, as a result of that, we want to see what their founder teaches. And I think for a lot of people, this will be eye-opening. Uh, you can get this chart by going to our show page, vmpr.org, vmpr.org. Click on the link or go to my website, jesseromero.com, jesseromero.com. It's worth getting this link and uh, and reading this and doing a Bible study on it, bring your friends over your house, share this with your family. This is a good evangelization tool. So, Paul, let's continue <clears throat> with a side-by-side comparison of Muhammad and, and, and our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, Next, just, go ahead, Paul. Before I, I, I have a question for you. So when you said that the Catholic Church was the largest religion, does that include religions like Buddhism and Hinduism? Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Up until the year, up okay. until you, the year two thousand, in Britannic Encyclopedia and other almanacs, <clears throat> the Catholic Church was the largest religion on planet Earth, and and, and I'll uh, tell you why. One of the reasons why Islam has surpassed the Catholic faith is because they take over entire countries and cities by violence. So it's not like it's not like they're knocking at your door and giving you a pamphlet saying, "Hey, you want to accept Allah as your as your Lord and Savior? Hey, you want to come to a weekend retreat, a come and see retreat with Allah?" They don't do that. They just they they uh, in, in Islamic countries under Sharia law, uh, basically under the pain of, of of taxation or death, people are forced to convert to Islam. And so we really don't know how many heartfelt Muslims are in Islam because most of them are forced conversions. They just keep their mouth shut. They just want to live from one day to the next. So it, it, yeah. if if we would know how many are voluntary conversions to Islam, trust me, the numbers would be much, 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 much less. Go gotcha. ahead, Paul. C- Continuing, Muhammad married 13 wives, wives and kept sex slaves. And, um, and by the way, again, all of these reference, that's Quran uh, 3350 and Bukhari 5268. So, so the references are there. We know that uh, Jesus, our Lord, was celibate. Uh, Muhammad slept with a nine-year-old, um, and that's in Sahih Muslim, 3309, and also uh, Bukhari, 58-236. Uh, Jesus did not have sex with children. Okay. So uh, Muhammad ordered the murder of women. And that's an Ibn uh, uh, Ish, Ishaq 8-19-995, and Jesus never harmed a woman. Muhammad says, oh, you who believe, fight for those uh, of the unbelievers who are near near to you, and let them find in your hardness. Find in you. Find, find in you. And yeah, yeah, let them find in you hardness. So let me say that again. 
O you who believe, fight those of the unbelievers who are near you and let them find in you hardness. So basically, if you don't believe, if you don't embrace Islam, you know, the command is to fight those around them. And this is why, by the way, Jess, when, when we know that uh, most of the, um, I think as you stated, that most of the, uh, Im uh, the, the immigrants around the world, 70% of them are Islamic, you know, when you let them in to these Christian uh, countries, and I say Christian countries, I, I, you know, I, I say that with a grain of salt, but I'll, I'll just say Christians that uh, countries that have remnants of Christianity. Yeah. Well, the first thing they they do when they come in is they, you know, they want to they want to take it over. They, you know, uh, because they have certain freedoms that they haven't had anywhere else. So they do want to take it over. It's it's just uh, it baffles me. You know what I mean? They want to flee the the harshness, you know, in certain countries, and then they want to come over here, and then they want to, you know, give us their version of it. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Go so, ahead. Pick it up. Uh, yeah. So Muhammad ordered the murder of women, and Jesus never harmed a woman. Okay. Uh, okay. Let, let me go back to. Mohammed ordered 65 military campaigns and raids in the last in his last 10 years. That's fact. That's historical fact. I'll say it again. Mohammed ordered 65 military campaigns and raids in his last 10 years. All the footnotes Jesus, are there. Yeah. All the footnotes yeah, are there. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus ordered no military campaigns nor offered any approval of war or violence. Go ahead, Jess. Muhammad killed captives taken in battle. <clears throat> Our Lord Jesus Christ never took captives, never killed anyone, never fought in a battle himself. Muhammad encouraged his men to rape enslaved women. That they basically the, the what they would call the, the, the rewards of war, the booty of war. Our Lord never encouraged raped and never enslaved women. Muhammad demanded captured slaves and a fifth of all their loot taken in war our Lord in Matthew 20, 28 says, the son of man came not to be served, but to serve. <clears throat> Muhammad was never tortured, but he sure did torture others. And there's many references to that. Our Lord Jesus Christ himself suffered torture, but never tortured anyone. Mm. Muhammad, the Quran says, and fight them until there's no more persecution and religion is only for Allah. In our Bible, Matthew 5, 14, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Paul, pick it up from there. Sure. Muhammad blessed the brutal murder of a half-blind man. Jesus healed a blind man. Muhammad ordered a slave to build the very pulpit from which he preached Islam. Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Muhammad what are the greatest commandments? Believe in Allah, jihad, in his cause. Wow, fight in his cause, essentially. <laughs> uh, what are the greatest commandments, according to Jesus? Love God and love your neighbor as thyself. Muhammad demanded the protection of armed bodyguards, even in a house of worship. And you can find that in, the, in Quran 4, 102. Jesus chastised anyone attempting to, to defend him with force. Uh, Muhammad died fat and wealthy from what was taken from others in a war 
it, it, it wore or demanded from others in tribute. Jesus demanded nothing for himself, died without possessions. Mm. Go ahead, Jess. Muhammad advocated crucifying others, and he did. Jesus never crucified anybody, but was crucified himself for our sins. Muhammad, mm. according to his followers, had others give their lives for him. Our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his followers, gave his life for others. Now we're going to contrast the early Muslims and the early Christians. Muhammad's uh, companions lived as warriors because Muhammad was a warlord. Jesus' disciples lived like the article says, harmless hippies. I don't know if that's a good description, but but that's what it's yeah. there. Again, he's not he's not uh, someone who embraces Christianity. He's this is a guy from his observation is just putting the facts out. <laughs> yes, Muhammad's companions <clears throat> slew and persecuted religious minorities in the early days of Islam. You could be killed for not being a Muslim. Jesus's disciples were slain and persecuted as a religious minority. In the early days of Christianity, you could be killed for being Christian. Muhammad's companions, their emphasis on jihad, the way of Muhammad, holy war. <clears throat> it says, he who, fights, he who fights that Allah's word should be superior, fights in Allah's cause. Our Lord Jesus Christ, his emphasis was not on holy war. It was on evangelism, the way of Jesus. Matthew 15, 16, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's actually Mark 15 as a typo from the, the guy that put it up. Mm -hmm. Paul, want to pick it up? Yeah. Uh, Muhammad attacked and conquered the populations in parts of 28 modern countries in just the first three decades following Muhammad's death. Jesus did not resort to violence of any sort, despite tremendous persecution, nor did his disciples. Um, Muhammad declared holy war on the people of five major world religions in just the first 100 years following Muhammad's death. <laughs> Jesus went centuries uh, uh, in Christianity, went centuries without declaring holy war. Um, excuse me. And by the way, let me give a little, excuse me, let me give a, offer a little explanation. Obviously, they're talking about, um, you know, the crusades that occurred. But uh, you have to remember that the Western world, you know, was, uh, you know, as Christianity spread and Christianized the world, uh, when by the time Islam came around in the sixth century, they were such a scourge and there was no separation of church and state. The church and the state acted as one within the Western world. So Muhammad, uh, you know, began to uh, physically attack at, you know, at the edge of the sword, uh, demand converts. And so at that point, the Christians said, it's time to defend ourselves. So that's what that's all about. That's right. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be, Paul, I'll be blunt. Okay. If it wasn't yeah. for the crusades, <clears throat> if it wasn't for the crusades, we would be doing a Muslim podcast right now. We have the Quran in our desk. Okay. Yep. Uh, the fact yep. is let's be blunt. We're the church militant. And we believe in reclaiming the world for our Lord Jesus Christ and his church. Uh, yes. And that's what the medieval knights, the medieval Catholics did. They took that responsibility seriously. And uh, and that's why the medieval knights, they wore the cross in their capes and their tunics. 
uh, because they understood that this was a self-defense war to preserve Christianity from total annihilation. Yes, yes. Uh, good point, Jess. So Muhammad plundered and lived off the wealth of others. Jesus gave away, uh, Jesus and his, uh, uh, Jesus's disciples gave away their possessions uh, to those in need. And that's in, in the book of Acts. Uh, Muhammad captured and enslaved non-Muslim people and Christianity considered themselves to be slaves of others. Go ahead, Jess. Muhammad waged war to keep members from leaving the religion. But, but, but he put apostates to death, those who were non-Muslims. He put them to death. Mm -hmm. Our Lord, there is no record of aggression towards apostates. Mm -hmm. Muhammad's own family members quickly fell into armed warfare against each other. Our Lord Jesus Christ, his disciples, never resorted to violence against one another or anyone else. You're listening to Jesus 911. This is a deep dive in, uh, in, in the difference between our Lord and Muhammad Christianity in Islam. Uh, I think every everybody should have a snap a picture of this uh, of this side by side uh, comparison and put it on your iPhone. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus nine one one. If this call is not an emergency, dial eight 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 five two six two one. Soul Patrol Jesus 911 two man car talking about the difference between Jesus and Muhammad. It's the difference between time and eternity. Uh, it's the difference between light and darkness as we're going through this uh, side by side comparison. Also, there was, uh, I'll look it up right now during the break. There was actually uh, two religious orders, as I recall, they were monks and priests that they would go. And they would offer themselves uh, as a ransom, like uh, the, the, the priest from these orders was, would go to these Muslim caliphs and these Muslim imams. And they would say, uh, you have 50 Christian prisoners of our, of our people. Yes, we do. I'm a Catholic priest. It, can I give myself for 50 lay people? And of course, the, the imams and the caliphs would say, what? You're a priest? Absolutely. So uh, these orders of priests and monks, they would give themselves as prisoners to redeem 50 or 100 lay Catholics from, from uh, Islamic prisons. Uh, yeah, these are, talk about, <clears throat> talk about somebody imitating Christ. Talk about somebody giving themselves as a ransom for others. I mean, so, some of these Catholics in the Middle Ages, they knew the Bible so well that they lived the Bible. You know, when we hear when, mm -hmm. when we hear the Bible says that Jesus Christ gave himself as a ransom for us, they said, OK, wow, praise God. Well, guess what? Religious orders in the Middle Ages actually gave themselves physically as a ransom to take out 50 to 100 lay Catholics from these Muslim prisons who were being tortured. I just want to give that little historical uh, analysis. Let's continue with this. Um, uh, Muhammad plundered and lived off the wealth of others. Our Lord Jesus Christ, Christianity, gave away their possessions to those in need. Acts chapter 2, verse 44 to 45. In Islam, they captured, Muhammad captured and enslaved non-Muslim people. In Christianity, we actually consider ourselves to be the slaves of others, as St. Paul says, using Pauline language and our Lord's language. In Islam, 
Muhammad waged war to keep members from living their religion, and he put apostates to death. Again, in ours, in, in the Catholicism, there's no record of aggression towards apostates. If there was, uh, Joe Biden would be in a lot of trouble. In Islam, <laughs> Muhammad's own family members quickly fell into armed warfare against each other. Uh, Jesus' disciples never resorted to violence against anyone in Islam. For the first 240 years, 11 of the first 32 caliphs were murdered by fellow Muslims. And uh, in, for the first 240 years, 14 of the first 25 popes were martyred by pagans, not by fellow Christians. Uh, in Islam, the caliphs were polygamous. These are the successors of Muhammad, by the way. The caliphs were polygamous and maintained harems of hundreds of captured sex slaves. In, uh, in, Islam, in Christianity, popes were expected to be celibate, and most of them were. In Islam... Mm -hmm. Islamic mosques sustained by taxes forced from subjugated non-Muslims. This is called the jizya tax. In Christianity, Christian churches are sustained by voluntary tithes from Christians. Paul? Yeah, so now we're going to talk about the contrast between Islamic teaching and Christianity. So the Quran. External sources, the Hadith and the Sirah, uh, Necessary, uh, 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 necessary for translating the Quran. So, so again, you need you need external sources. Uh, to, uh, they're necessary for translating the Quran, the Bible. Historical context contained within the text of the Bible. That's what you get. Historical context. Uh, the Quran must know Arabic in order to fully understand the Quran, according to Muslim apologists. Uh, the Bible, it's universal, can be translated into other languages without excessive commentary. And by the way, I'll just comment and say that it's funny because whenever the, um, uh, you know, like the Old Testament would say something that seems to contradict the Quran, you know, the, the first thing that they say is, well, you know, it's been mistranslated. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, you know, rather, you know, mm. you know, forget about all the facts. You know what I mean? Forget about, you know, and then when you say, well, show me how that has been. And, you know, they don't have to. You just have to take their word on it. Exactly. OK. Yep. OK. So the Quran, the words torture and punishment appear six times more often in the Quran than in the New Testament. The word love, according to the Bible, appears five times more often in the New Testament than in the Quran. You missed the one on top. I'll go to the one on top. You missed oh, that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, chronological, uh, this is the Quran. Chronological progression of the Quran is from peace to violence. And according to the Bible, chronological progression of the Bible is from violence to peace. So uh, it's kind of interesting because Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits. Mm -hmm. um, yep, the Quran contains not a single original moral value. I'll say that again. The Quran <laughs> contains not a single original moral value. The Bible, the Sermon on the Mount, and others. You know, so 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 Jesus said, "You have heard," and he says, "But I say," and you know, so J Jesus gave us the new mandate, the the mandate. The, you know, mm -hmm. go ahead, just pick it up. The Quran says suffering is an excuse for violent revenge and establishment of Islam by force. It says, and slay them wherever you find them and drive them out of the places whence they drove you out. 
for persecution of Muslims is worse than slaughter of non-believers and fight them until persecution is no more and religion is for Allah. In Christianity, the Bible teaches that suffering builds character. Romans 5, 4, we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. The Quran, their emphasis is on this world. It says in the Quran, and Allah has made you heirs to their land and their dwellings and their property. A very carnal, worldly religion. Uh, The Holy Bible, their emphasis, the emphasis is on the next world. John 18, 36, mine is not a kingdom of this world, says the Lord. In the Quran, to kill, convert, or subjugate Christians and Jews, well, that's a mandate. In, 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 in chapter 9, verse 29 of the Quran, in Christianity, it says to share one's faith with gentleness and respect, 1 Peter 3.15. In the Quran, martyrs are as killers. It says, Allah hath purchased of the believers their persons and their goods, for theirs in return is the garden of the paradise. They fight in his cause and slay and are slain. Yeah, so the Quran it rewards uh, killers, but they call them martyrs, but they're killers. That's all what they are. Uh, yeah, well, Jess, yet- let, I just wanted to make one quick comment just before we, you hit that. Uh, that here, Here's another thing. Remember, keep in mind, folks, we uh, who, who follow Christ, who love Christ, we, we are the infidels, according to Islam. So all of these people that they're commanding to attack and do all these horrible things to, that's you and I. If you if you love Christ, if you say that Jesus is Lord, if you if you believe in the Holy Trinity, if you call God Father, they're talking about us. Yes, Amen. Uh, Christianity. What do we think, say about martyrs? Romans eight thirty six. For as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Uh, the Quran promotes the killing of apostates. That means the killing of a, of, a, of a Muslim who leaves that religion and joins another faith. It says about the apostates, Islamic apostates, they but wish that they that ye should reject faith as they do, and thus be on the same footing as they. But take them, but take not friends from their ranks until they flee in the way of Allah, far from what is forbidden. But if they turn, but if they turn renegades, seize them and slay them wherever you find them. So the the Quran orders Muslims to kill Muslims that have left their faith. In our religion, yep. we let God judge apostates. We mm-hmm. we we we'll, we'll let God judge Joe Biden. Okay, it says yes. in Hebrews ten twenty five. For we know him that has said, "Vengeance belongs unto me; I will recompense," says the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. Close quote. Paul, pick it up. Yeah. In Islam, let not compassion move you from carrying out God's law. And according to the Bible, um, love is patient. Love is kind. It keeps no record of wrongs. According to Islam, charity uh, and non-believers. Let's hear what it has to say. Mercy towards fellow Muslims ruthlessness toward unbelievers that'd be you and i because we're unbelievers in islam Mm -hmm. Uh, muslims are warned not to befriend those outside the faith they must even ensure that their charity or their tithe zakat stays within their own identity group okay Uh, uh christianity says christians are specifically told that even though even those who hate them 
are entitled to kindness and charity. They should be loved and cared for as surely as any fellow believer. Uh, Islam says the Quran expi explicitly instructs men to beat disobedient wives. I'll say it again. The Quran explicitly <laughs> instructs men to beat disobedient wives as a last resort. Oh, but only as a last resort. Unbelievable. Yeah. But yes, it's only as a last resort. Okay. That, oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's compassionate. That's real compassionate. Yeah. 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 The, uh, Christianity says, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Uh, no permission to beat women in the Bible. Um, again, uh, the Quran explicitly allows Muslims Muslim men to rape their female slaves, even if they're already married. Okay. And like I said, the references are all there. Chris, uh, the Bible says it tells masters and slaves to serve each other as if serving God. And, and to add to that, the Bible clearly says in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free, but we are all one in Christ. If the sun shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. These two, these are opposite, Jess, here. So in the Quran, Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, and those who are with him are ruthless to the unbelievers. And that's Quran 48, verse 29. Uh, okay. Uh, Christianity, the Bible says, do good to them that hate you. Uh, one more that I'll do. Uh, in the Quran, Allah hold that thought. Hold that. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Jesus nine one one. We'll be right back. Side by side comparison between the false prophet Muhammad and the Son of God, Jesus Christ. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus nine one one. If this call is not an emergency, dial eight eight eight. Five two six two one five one. Soul Patrol, Jesus nine one one, two man car. Just remember, Paul Clay. We're talking about <clears throat> Islam and Christianity. Our Lord Jesus Christ and Muhammad. <clears throat> you need to you need to get this chart. Everybody should have this chart on their on their computer on their iPhone uh, because again, the Islamic religion is the largest religion in the world. And if you want to sound conversational and intelligent, you need to get this chart that's very well done. We're just going to... Uh, my camera's not on me. My camera followed me outside the room. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, let's do a side-by-side -side, uh, just real quick. Muslim legacy and Christian legacy. Uh, countries that Muslims want to escape from uh, in Christian legacy... Uh, the, those are countries that Muslims want to escape to. In other words, Muslims want to leave the Sharia law countries. And where do they want to go to? They want to go to countries that uh, where Christianity is basically the norm. What else is a Muslim legacy? Madrasas that indoctrinate mu Muslim children with bigotry and terror. What's a Christian legacy? Mission schools that teach reading and writing to Christians and Muslims alike. What's a Muslim legacy? Su suicide bombings for Allah. What's the Christian legacy? No suicide bombings for Jesus. What's the Muslim legacy? International terror organizations. What's the Christian uh, legacy? International charities. What's the Muslim legacy? No formal charities for non-Muslims. 
the Christian uh, legacy is it's the leading provider of disaster relief to Muslims. What's the Muslim legacy? Murder of aid workers, the Christian legacy, the supply of aid workers. Muslim legacy, Christians in jail for apostasy or blaspheming. The, the Christian legacy is religious freedom. The Muslim legacy is modern day, modern day slavery in the name of Islam. The, and, and by the way, they were the ones that uh, bought blacks from Africa in the highest numbers. The Christian legacy is the abolition of slavery in the name of Christianity. Paul, pick it up from there. Yeah. So the Muslim legacy is Muslim clerics who engage in or condone terrorism. Christian legacy. Christian clerics murdered each year by terror groups rife with Muslim clerics. The Muslim legacy. Some converts who become terrorists. The Christian legacy, no converts who become terrorists. The Muslim legacy, daily religious violence against Hindus. Christianity, none. Muslim, daily religious violence against Jews. Christianity, none. Muslim, uh, yeah, so, uh, okay. My, okay, so here we go. Uh, Muslim. Daily religious violence against Buddhists, Christianity, none. Muslim, daily religious violence against Muslims, Christianity, none. Rituals, uh, slitting of animals' throats, Christianity, ending of animal sacrifice. Um, Muslims' legacy, religion. Uh, Christian legacy, technology and medicine. Uh, Muslim legacy, censorship. Christianity, freedom of speech. Muslim legacy, intolerance for criticism of Islam. Uh, Christian, tolerance for religious dissent. Uh, Muslim, restricting other religions from, from preaching faith. You can't, even, you can't even say a mass in Muslim countries. But, uh, but uh, the Christian legacy, allowing all religions the same right to evangelize. Uh, Muslim legacy, conversions allowed to Islam only. The Christian freedom of conscience. Uh, Islam, converts to Christianity were beheaded. Uh, Christianity legacy, no dead converts to Islam. And lastly, uh, Islam legacy, most famous contemporary Muslim is Osama bin Laden. And the most famous contemporary Christian is the Pope. Yeah, or, or the Pope's the office of the Pope. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, Paul, this well, uh, this this article—I don't know, Jess. This post, this post's pretty famous. Yeah, yeah, he he sure is. <laughs> <clears throat> so what we done is uh, we did a sharp contrast between the two biggest religions on largest religions on planet Earth. We we showed you the morality of the Quran versus the morality of the Bible. We showed you uh, the distinctive character of Muhammad versus the distinctive character of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, I mean. It's a starking, it's it's a starkly contrasting legacy. What a difference between our Lord Jesus Christ and Muhammad. What a difference between Islam and Christianity. Uh, There's a lady by the name of Wafa Sultan who describes herself as a Muslim who does not adhere to Islam. And she says this, quote, The problem with Christians is they aren't as good as Jesus, but thank God most Muslims are better than Muhammad. <laughs> mm. That's kind of a funny wow. statement. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah. what's what's my take on all this? <clears throat> my, my take on all this is uh, I have a couple of thoughts. <clears throat> I think Paul that Islam or the Islamic religion is a Trojan horse, and what do I mean by that? I mean by it's a carnal religion. It's a it's a very uh, it's a very earthly religion. Uh, they they have, they place a high premium on sex on wars. On punishment. It's a very carnal religion. Well, how about 72 virgins in the afterlife? Exactly. I'm going to talk about that a little bit right now. So (laughs) the the Islamic religion, the way I look at things through the eyes of faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ with my spiritual eyes and my spiritual sensibilities, it's a Trojan horse. And what I mean by that is Islam is much more than a religion. In its fullest form, it's a complete, total, 100% system of life. Islam has a religious component. It has a legal component called Sharia law. It has a political component because it's, they don't separate themselves from politics. It has an economic component. They own, they own a lot of oil. Uh, it has a social component. It has a military component, uh, jihad, uh, terrorism. And so in my estimation, the religious component of Islam to me it's a di- diabolic deception and a pretense for all the other components. And I'll tell you why yeah. I say that. Most people don't know <clears throat> that Muhammad, who's, who says that he was a, 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 an, an angel, appeared to him. When you read the early accounts of Muhammad and his encounter with this angel, Muhammad believed that it was a demon that appeared to him and gave him the revelation of Islam. It was later on that his wife uh, Khadijah, his oldest wife, told him that it was not a demon, but that it was an angel that appeared to him. But he was fully convinced that it was a demon who gave him these messages. Now, let's not forget that St. Paul tells us that Satan can appear as an angel of light in 2 Corinthians mm. chapter 11, verse 4, 14. Also, one of the things that I've, I've uh, t- talking in my conversations with Father Chad Ripperger, the, the greatest exorcist, living exorcist today on planet Earth, <clears throat> He's told me that there are many cases of people becoming pos- of, uh, uh, of being possessed coming from the Middle East, uh, soldiers, you know, or, or the troops from all four branches of the military. Many of them are coming back to the U.S. completely spiritually or diabolically afflicted or possessed. And he says that in some of the exorcism that he's performed, he's told me that that because one of the things that an exorcist will do is they'll, they'll order the demon to to tell them their name you know identify yourself tell me your name and that's one of the, mm-hmm. the, the one of the questions that's allowed by the council of trent for the exorcist to ask and that's to weaken the demon it's like it's like there, there's an old saying uh if you can name it you can uh, you, you if you can name it you can own it or something like that there's a there's a saying that mm-hmm. goes like that mm-hmm. uh and so father ripperger's told me that that many times that the demon that manifests in these in these possession cases of young men from the Middle East, the demon says, my name is Allah. My mm. name is Allah. And so mm. uh, <clears throat> something else I would say, Paul, is as Catholics, we've, we've forgotten our history. And, and, and what I mean by that is, is as Catholics, w- w- we forget that there are saints that stood up against these in- Islamic invaders uh, you know, some of the heroes of Catholic Christianity were Charles Mortel at the Battle of Tours yeah. in 732 AD. He, yeah. he routed the Muslims from conquering Europe entirely. Uh, what about Pope Urban I? In the First Crusade, he said, God wills it. God wills it. Deus volt. 
Uh, what about St. Bernard of Clairvaux, a doctor of the church? He approved the Crusades as a just war. What about Richard the Lionheart? He defeated the Muslims in the Third Crusade in 1191 AD. What about St. Ferdinand of Castile in 1252? He regained much of Spain through war from Islamic invaders th through himself fighting and pushing through war. What about Don Juan of Austria at the Battle of Lepanto in 1571? Or what about the King of Poland, John Sobieski, at the Battle of Vienna, Austria, defeated Muslim invaders on September 11, 1683? And the, and, the, and the Crusaders that used to fight to defend the Catholic Church in the Middle Ages... Most people don't realize they did a holy hour with their sword on the altar all night before they were sent off to defend Holy Mother Church on ships or on horses. Well, Jess, I got one thing to say. Maybe we should just go offer them an apology for not respecting their culture. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm not trying to be funny here, but what I'm trying to say is, Sacred scripture tells us just clearly that in latter days, men will not endure sound teaching. Okay. So the, uh, our religion is quickly uh, evolving. Uh, so they say, uh, you know, cause we're listening, right. We're listening to, uh, uh, you know, to, to the, to the world, to the zeitgeist, you know, we need to accept these things that you know were you know were formerly rejected by God and by the church, and we need to we need to you know get with the times. That's what that's what we're being told, Jess. Let me tell you something, Jess. No, we're called to hold fast to the tradition that has been given to us. We are we are told to fight, and let me tell you this: we are also told would be that we would obey God rather than man. If we apostles or even uh, an angel from heaven preached to you a different gospel, a different Christ. Let that person be anathema. It doesn't get any clearer than that, folks. And all I got to say is hold on to the perennial teachings of the church. There is God. Let me tell you what the father says about Christ. Therefore, God highly exalted him and bestowed upon him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue must confess to those that are in heaven and on earth and under the earth that he is Lord. Take it away, Jess. Amen. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Hey, family, that's a wrap. You've been listening to Jesus 9-1. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. I sure did. This is a heavy topic. And I'll tell you, as Catholics, we've got to church up, we got to pray up, and we got to armor up. Pray a rosary every single day. Go to Mass as often as possible. Read your Bible every day. Read the daily Mass readings. Live in a state of grace. Go to confession at least once a month. And remember to add fasting, penance, and prayer to your spiritual life. See you next time. God bless you. Keep the faith.